I've got a fire, I've got a fire burning, burning inside of me. You capture my gaze, you set me ablaze with your fire. The one that I desire. 
your throne is like fire Shut up in my bones, you're the one The one that I desire You're the all-consuming fire in your presence When I'm at your throne, it's like fire Shut up in my bones, you're the one The one that I desire You're the all-consuming fire in your presence When I'm at your throne, it's like fire Shut up in my bones, you're the one the one that I desire, you're the all-consuming fire, fire. Praise God. Come on. Let's praise him for a while. Let's lift up the name of Jesus. All-consuming. Hallelujah. Anybody feel like fire shut up in your bones? I just got to praise him today. I just got to lift up the name of Jesus. I just got to let him know, hallelujah, what you've done for me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I, 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 know, I know it's Thanksgiving time. Amen. But all year long, we should be thanksgiving for the precious fire. Amen. That was shut up in these bones. Uh, amen. When the Lord poured out the Holy Ghost. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. I know there's a lot of folks uh, sick today, so... Let's just pray for, there's just numerous folks sick today. Let's pray, amen, that God will just send healing to them. Uh, Brother Steve's at his mother-in-law's house. Uh, she's got a sewer backed up really bad, and they're trying to get that opened up. So remember that situation there. How many have something on your heart today? Amen. Pray for Sister Natalie. She's here today by faith. I know that too, so pray for her. Amen. You got something on your heart today? Come on, put that in your heart right now. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Come on, church, let's take some time and let's pray. Jesus, we need you, Lord. God, we need your healing. God, we need, Lord God, your power, God, to move, Lord God, across these, Lord. God, it doesn't matter the distance. doesn't matter where they're at, Lord. God, I know you're able. I know it's your desire, God. God, you say we have not because we ask not, Lord. We ask you faithfully, Lord, to minister to these, Lord. God, you go to those right now, God, that are sick. God, strengthen them, God. Heal them, God. I pray that you raise them up, Jesus. Uh, I pray, God, for your healing today to fall on this place, Lord. God, both soul and body, Lord. God, that you would heal our spirits, God. God, that you would heal our bodies, God. That you would lift us up, Jesus. Help us, God, to recognize and realize, God, that you're here for us, Lord. God, that you love us, Lord. God, that you're there, God, to be, Lord God, what we call on you to be, Lord. God, because we believe by faith, I believe by faith, God, that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. God, we have the power to call upon you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, help me just, come on, somebody shout the name Jesus. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of, even spirits in the name of Jesus must flee in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You can be seated. Glad you're here today. And man, appreciate what the Lord's doing. Amen. Brother Coffey did a great job in our Sunday school class here. We were blessed today. But uh, uh, today, I know we're entering into a time of <clears throat> that we are celebrating Thanksgiving. And uh, I've asked uh, a precious sister in the church to put something together, I believe, that would uh, kind of speak to our hearts today. We have a special treat for you. Uh, with Thanksgiving just a few days away, and uh, Sister Augustine, how many know that she's very, I mean, she's, she's got beautiful writing skills, uh, she's just so precious, she's, she's very articulate, amen, she's very humble, she really is, she's very humble, and amen, could we just show her a little love today, amen, put your hands together, uh, we're going to ask her to come forward today. Thank the Lord. continued to swing my foot at our old mean turkey who stood eating on the ground. Suddenly, I lost my balance and fell. Our gobbler sprang into action without a sound. He quickly landed on me and started jumping up and down and tried to stomp me in the ground. Mom quickly raced to my rescue with a bruise. She had heard my desperate cry for help. She beat that old mean bird off of me and angrily exclaimed, Didn't I tell you you'd fall off that step? <laughs> then there was a time I lit a firecracker and threw it into the yard. For, for some unknown reason, it did not make a sound. So I beat it over and over with a long stick, but it lay silently on the ground. Don't you dare pick that thing up. Again, my mom's words of wisdom came loud and clear. Surely there was no danger. It would not explode. So guess what? I picked it up without fear. Boom! Came the sound of reality. The firecracker had exploded. In excruciating pain, I stared at my thumb split open. My pink aching flesh was now plainly exposed. Just think, 
That old turkey could have pecked my eyes out. That firecracker could have da- uh, greatly had damaged my face. For these and many other childhood, childhood things, I thank him for being present to extend his amazing grace. Parents do know best. Now I quickly race forward to the present day. I thank God for his encouraging words he gives our leadership as they seek to guide us through these pandemic years. I'm sure it's not always easy as you deal with our ever-increasing fears. For the ones who did contract the deadly disease and for the healing of the ones who did, for this, I give God thanks. For the ones who've been newly baptized and the ones who received the Holy Ghost. For this, I thank him. For the painting of all the green trees, beautiful shades of orange and gold, and then white with snow. For this, I thank him. For all the teens, Young adults, seniors, and visitors, I thank him for the singers, technicians, instrumentalists. I give him thanks for the enthusiasm of the teachers and the children as they race out the sanctuary when Bishop yells, Kids Quest! (laughs) For this I give him thanks. For all these things, I give him thanks. Praise the Lord. Come on, give him thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing today, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Enjoyed that, Sister Augustine. Appreciate that today. Amen, amen, amen. I want you to stand with me all over this place. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward today. We're going to lift up our tithes and offerings. And Amen. Uh, is, uh, I know... Uh, I. For those of you who didn't know, I baptized a fellow Friday at 1 o'clock, Andrew Arison. Uh, Brother Rob's brother baptized him in Jesus' name. Uh, was going to try to be here, but he's sick. Uh, Brother David over here, Brother David, he's sick today, but we baptized him last Sunday in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Kayla that's been coming, she's sick today. Amen. So remember her, baptize her in Jesus' name. Is I don't think Ryan's here either. I think the... The whole crew was uh, sick today, so amen. All these that we baptized, we baptized three in the precious name of Jesus last Sunday, two the Sunday before, and we baptized Andy Friday. So give, come on, give the Lord thanks today. Amen. It's just like the old devil to try to steal their joy and the victory, but it's okay. Amen. That's okay. Keep them in your prayers. Keep them in your prayers. Take your offering in your hand. 
this morning. How many loves to give? Because that's important. God loves a cheerful giver. He does. He, he loves a cheerful giver. And Amen. I don't want to begrudge. I don't want to you know, feel like, oh, well, I've worked hard for this. This is mine. It's not. And uh, I want to make sure that the Lord knows that today. Take your offering in your hand. Come on, let's just bless it together. Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord God, for this blessing, God. God, we pray that you bless every soul today, God, that can give, Lord. God, I pray that you make a way for those that have a desire, Lord. God, I pray, God, that you bless this offering for its intended purpose and use, God. God, that we can, Lord, see the kingdom of God glorified. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right, brothers, here you go. Take that. Go out there and lift up that offering today. While they're doing that, I'm going to make a couple announcements. No service Wednesday night. We got so many different, I think Brother Coffee said it really well today, but we're living in a different time and divorce and families uh, getting harder and harder. Uh, some some have two or three dinners to go to because of their family dynamics. But uh, so Wednesday night, Wednesday night there'll be no service. Uh, also, uh, I would like I would like let's listen to me. Some of you that haven't done anything, uh, it's time that you check out some peanut brittle and sell it. I know brother brother Coffee said one bag. If we all did our part 100%, everybody did one bag, that would only be about 100 bags. But uh, no, we've got the boxes down the office, sign them out. Uh, there'll be nobody in the office this week. Uh, Tuesday's the only day the office will be open. Uh, the rest of the week, the office will be closed, even for this holiday week. And I hope you enjoy time with your family. Uh, I was excited. I was ready to give out these four baptismal certificates today. Amen. Their Bibles. But pray for those. Pray for those. I believe God's doing some things. He's drawing. He's still drawing people. Let's really pray for one another. And let's do this here. Let's pray for each other's safety. Our travels. Come on, we don't, we don't take the time sometimes to talk about that, but our travels and, uh, you know, if you have family that uh, want to talk about politics and want to talk about negative things, just tell them, just, this year, let's, let's stay positive. Amen. And I hope you work for next Sunday. Let's go before the Lord in prayer right now. We're getting ready to enter into a time of worship. And let's just pray and ask God to bless these and help these, especially these that we've seen baptized in Jesus' name. I believe now we need to pray that God fill them with the Holy Ghost. I mean, pour it on them, Lord. And we know when we pray that way, we know that the old enemy will try to do what he does, and that is to hinder them. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity we have, God. We thank you for our gathering today, God. We ask you to bless these, Lord Jesus. God, these have been baptized in your precious name, God. We pray, God, that you bless them, God, that you help them, God, that you encourage them, Lord. God, let them know, let them realize, God, that gift of the Holy Ghost is there for them, Lord Jesus. God, these, Lord God, that are sick today, God, these that have issues, I pray, God, I pray for Sister Natalie today, God, heal her, God, raise her up, Jesus, give her strength, Lord God, give her deliverance, Lord. I pray today that those that come by faith, Lord, God, that you would bless them, God, encourage them, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for Sister Augustine today, Lord God. She came by faith, Lord God, she spoke, Lord, thankfulness, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing, Lord. God, now bless our time of worship together. Lord, as we give you praise, if we give you honor, and we give you glory. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. Let's, let's, come on. Somebody shout. I don't know why today, but Jesus, we need to make sure we let Jesus know. Come on, invite him in. He dwells in the midst of our praise. Come on, let's worship together.
Praise God. How many believe miracles happen? How many believe miracles happen? How many believe that God is still in the miracle? He is still a healer? Oh, come on. I feel today, amen, that God wants us to rise up and realize that he wants to do more. How many believe miracles happen? He wants to prove himself more. In the I name of you, come on, stand to your feet all over this place. Miracle. Miracles happen when we believe it. Come on. You need something. Your family needs something. Amen. Come on, reach out right now. God, I need you. Doesn't matter what's going on. God, I need you. I'm here today. This is a time for us to come together and ask you, God. We need a miracle. We need a move. Amen. Come on, reach out. Come on, somebody intercede. Somebody pray through. This is a time for us to come together and ask you, God. Come on. We need a miracle. We need a move. Yes, Lord, we need to get over ourselves and realize the Spirit of the Lord is working. From the very beginning, the Bible says they were in the upper room. They come there by faith because they heard what the Lord said. Yes, days Lord, ago but they show up the and they're praying the Bible says suddenly the there came a sound from heaven and oh hallelujah as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all come on suddenly when we get in one mind and one accord when we start praying we start calling upon the name of Jesus suddenly things can change a sound from heaven. And, oh, hallelujah. As a we think that we've got it worked out in our minds. Come on, suddenly. When we get in one mind and one Come on, the supernatural is the supernatural. There's things God does that goes way beyond medication. Way beyond psychiatry. The things that God does for his people. We have the word of God to show us. People lost their mind. Found fully clothed. Sitting and worshiping and praising God in their right mind. We find all kinds of examples in the word of God. That he healed. Raised up people. Seemed impossible. Thought Lazarus was dead. Come on. Your miracle's not dead. Somebody hear the Lord today. Your miracle's not dead. The name of the Lord right now, God. Lord, suddenly let there be a sound from heaven. God, feel this place. God, move out carnality right now. Move out our carnal minds. God, help us to focus, Lord, on what you want to do today. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you don't like the name Jesus. You're in bad company. 
Devil don't like it either. Devil don't like it either. He says where two or three are gathered in his name. I'm here in Jesus' name. I'm here in Jesus' name. Amen. Miracles happen when God moves. In the name of Jesus. Mm. Oh, God, help us, Lord. I'm going to say this, and I want you to hear me very, very clearly. I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost. Church, if you don't ask, if you don't ask, you're not exercising your faith. When we come together, we've got to believe that God's going to do something. And believing that means I'm going to ask for prayer. I'm going to seek God. Come on, that's what God wants to do. It's not about an order of service. It's about the will of God. But we sit and wait for something supernatural when we can cause it to happen because we have not, because we ask not. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on. The devil will try to tear you down all week long. The devil will send people around you to work on your mind all week long. Come on, right now, you've got a chance. You break through. Call on the name of Jesus. Be like the blind man. When they tried to get him to shut up, amen, just cry louder. Jesus! Oh, come on. Your faith, let your faith exercise. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Woo, Lord. Lord. My Lord and my God. Amen. He's here. Spirit of the Lord is here. If we could just shake off some of this stuff. If we can lay aside some weights, that's kind of weighing some down. Thank the Lord. I just love, I don't say this sarcastically, I just love to come across people that think they know more than God. They think they know better than God. God has a plan. God has a way. Amen. In our lesson today, amen, Brother Coffee did a great job. God knows how to get things out of our life. God knows how to get our attentions on the right things. And sometimes that's, what, that's all that it's about. 
Amen. Amen. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, I want us to start praying. God, pour out the Holy Ghost. These that are being baptized, these that are coming in, God, fill them with the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's not let them slip through our fingers. Let's not let them slip through the cracks. Come on, let's lift them before God. Let's believe God is still pouring out the Holy Ghost today. I believe he can wake them up in their sleep. I believe they can raise up in their bed at night. Come on, speaking in a heavenly language. Stand with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, thank you. Praise God. Amen. Let's not get too drunk now. Amen. Amen. Come on, stand with me all over this. We're going to get the preacher up here. He's going to preach to us. I believe the Lord's going to love on us. I've just been feeling that. You know how sometimes, you know how the Lord loves on me sometimes? Straightens me out. Straightens me out. Tells me what I don't want to hear. Amen. I love that. Amen. Would you lay a hand on your heart all over this place? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we look to you right now, Lord. Lord, let the Holy Ghost continue to move and minister, God. God, help us not to be weary and well-doing, God, because we know there's a season, there's a time, God. I pray today, God, that you let us enter into that season, that time, God. Bless your people, Lord God. Bless these today, God, that have come, Lord. God, bless those, God, that are listening and watching Jesus. I pray, God, send healing and deliverance, Lord. God, I pray that you watch over those, God. Raise those up that's been baptized in your precious name, God. Lord, pour out the Holy Ghost to them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we ask you, God, to bless this service, Lord. Anoint your servant as he comes forward to speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you put your hands together? Amen. Brother Robert Coffey, Pastor Coffey from Portsmouth, Ohio. Somebody say praise the Lord. Well, we're back for round two. I don't have my jacket on because I guess I dripped my jacket while I was back there falling on y'all's floor. Don't worry about it. I'll just add it to the claim. God is good. Man, it feels good in here. Now, I'm going to tell you the dangerous part. Just remain standing a moment. I'm going to tell you the dangerous part. You see, I'm not on time restraint now. And I've got to drive farther home than anybody here. But, uh, no, I'm not going to keep you long. Man, that's not good. When you open your Bible up, a Connie Allen tax service business card comes popping out. That's not a good sign. You know that's not from God. I hope she don't watch this. She'll kill me. If you have your Bibles this morning, let me say while you're turning, uh, just the way the things are going, we're going to go straight to the Word. Sister Coffee and I want to say thank you. Had a wonderful supper last night with your pastor and his lovely wife. And uh, who's, Where's the church secretary? Is she here? Thank you for that beautiful gift basket. She sent me, a, sent me an email, told me where I was supposed to go. I'm, on, I'm just going to tell you, folks. I love your pastors, but things don't happen without a good church secretary. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I've got one at home, and 
Sister Comfy's like my right hand. She's almost like my left hand. I'm telling you, you need a good church secretary. And uh, so she's, she's on top of her game. And happy Thanksgiving early. You didn't say it back. That was kind of that's that's kind of rude. That's, that's just that's just a little on the rude side. But it's good to be here, man. We're going to have a good time today. And I've got man just such a. I, I think what's scary is when you give the sound girl back here, man. When I give her my title, she said, oh, "I'm excited. <laughs> I don't even need to preach. I'll just give my title and I'll go sit down." But if you have your Bibles, I want to go to Nehemiah. Well, you can you can tell the difference between an evangelist and a pastor. You know, just dealing with all these Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, I got a, a very interesting. If I haven't, if I haven't been interesting enough, I'm gonna get really interesting now. Now I got a disclaimer again. I'm gonna read this text, and uh, if I butcher these names, okay. If you can say them better, keep it to yourself. But uh, Nehemiah chapter three, verse one. Then Elias. The high priest rose up with his brethren, the priest, and they builded the sheep gate. Everybody say sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it, even unto the tower of Mia. They sanctified it unto the tower of Hananiel. And next unto him builded the men of Jericho. Next to them builded Zakur, the son of Imri. But the fish gate, everybody say the fish gate, did the sons of Huzana build, but also laid the beams thereof, and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. If you'll drop down to verse 13, dropping to verse 13 for a moment. Everybody say, the valley gate. The valley gate repaired Hunnam and inhabitants of Zenoah, and they built it and set the doors thereof, the locks thereof, the bars thereof, and a thousand cubits on the wall unto the dung gate. Everybody say, the dung gate. The dung gate. I'm going to preach today about worshiping at the dung gate. Worshiping at the dung gate. If you'll say amen, you may be seated. Worshiping at the dung gate. Well, yeah, I've done said it three times now. If um, you know anything about Scripture, that word does appear several times. And, you know, the, Jerusalem had fallen into disrepair, had been captive. The captives led us away and... Word comes to Nehemiah that Jerusalem is in disrepair. The wall has got breaches, has been destroyed. The gates have been torn down, and his homeland is in disrepair. Nehemiah gets all uh, just worked up and upset, begins to fast and to pray and seek God, and comes before the king to bear his wine as a cupbearer. And the king sees that Nehemiah's countenance is fallen. And the king wants to know, Nehemiah, what, what's wrong with you? You know, you weren't allowed to come before the king with, the, with, with a fallen countenance. And uh, the king must have really uh, uh, liked Nehemiah. He said, what, what's wrong with you? And he begins to tell him that my homeland, Jerusalem, and it's in disrepair. And matter of fact, he said, I, I feel that I need to go back and begin to build and to do some things there. And um, so the king sends him back and even sends back a little provisions with him and Nehemiah comes back and begins to rebuild the wall and begins to rebuild the gates and to repair the things. If you begin to read this in Nehemiah 3 and 3, it mentions the fish gate. In Nehemiah 3 and 6, it mentions the old gate. In Nehemiah 3 and 14, it mentions the dung gate. 
In Nehemiah 3.15, you've got the gate of the fountain. In Nehemiah 3.26, you've got the water gate. In Nehemiah 3.28, you've got the horse gate. In Nehemiah 3 and 29, you've got the east gate. And then Nehemiah 3 and 31 mentions the gate of Mithcad. It, it, all eight gates is what I count, and they are there. And, and, and boy, these gates, they, they, really, they really mean something. You know, you got the old gate. No, no question what that gate is. That's the old gate. Probably the first gate, the old gate. Then, you've, then you've, you've got the gate of the fountain. I'm not smart, but I would say that gate, probably somewhere inside that gate, there's a fountain someplace. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that make sense? Well, then you've got the water gate. So evidently there's some water inside that gate. You've got the east gate. We don't which side that's on. You don't build the east gate on the west side. It'd be on the east side. And I have no idea what that myth cat, I have no idea what, what that gate does. I don't even know what that means. But I skipped the one I want to, and then you got the fish gate. Probably a fish market or something inside there. Then I got that dung gate. That's where they take the trash out. It's where they take out the stuff that, the refuge, the stuff that you want to get rid of. The most unappreciated public service worker in your city is your trash man. I'm so, I, I'm telling you, I, I thank God for my trash people. Could you imagine if the trash people didn't show up? Aren't you thankful that somebody comes and takes your garbage and your refuge and takes it away? And They went back and began to build this city to rebuild the walls, the gates, and but when it come time to dedicate the city back to the Lord, if you begin to study the scripture, I think, I think I've got it right. If you begin to study, when they begin to do the dedication, the, the scripture says that they started their worship, not at the fish gate, not at the fountain gate, not at the water gate, not at the east gate, not at the horse gate, not at the old gate, but they started their dedication service at the dung gate you know I, I don't know about you but I, I, how many years have you been in this building since 2000 man you've been in this building since 22 years okay 2000 well I've never been here so it, man it looks nice you gonna have a beautiful facility and somewhere along the way, this side, that side, during one of the dedication services, you had a dedication service probably, and you all come in here and took oil and prayed over everything in here and said, Lord, we dedicate this temple to you. I promise you that they didn't start that service where the trash cans are. Let, let's start the dedication service of Heritage Apostolic. Let's hat. Let's start the dedication service for hat. Let's start, but let's start at the trash can. We want God to anoint this place from the trash can to the front door. Could you imagine, and some of y'all wouldn't have been surprised if your pastor come and said, folks, today instead of coming into the sanctuary, meet me at the garbage dumpster. And, and you show up and there he stands at that bottle of oil. And you'd say, Pastor, what are we doing out here? We're going to dedicate this place to the Lord and we're going to start at the dung gate. 
Y'all, y'all, I got y'all just intrigued. Where is he going? What's he talking about all this for? Because I'm here to preach to you that if you can't worship at the dung gate, you can't worship at the fountain gate, you can't worship at the old gate, you can't worship at the water gate, you can't worship at the horse gate. Friend, if you can't worship right where you're at, right where you're starting, right in the middle of your trash and your despondent life, you got to start right where you're at. And when you start right where you're at, God is going to bless everything else that goes forth. Well, come on, somebody. What am I telling you? You're standing in the rubble of your life, and that's exactly where you got to start. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what's going wrong. I don't care how many pieces you've got. Stand right where you're at. Lift your hands. Lift your voice and say, God, I'm going to start right here, right now, and God will take you to where you need to go. Woo! The dung gate. It's not where you want to start. You know, I, I heard a preacher on social media. Not sure his background, not sure what he was. But he made a very good observation. He said when people, did you? All these beautiful singers. All the, I, I don't know, I didn't see the drummer. He not, might, might not be beautiful. I'll tell you how pretty he is. They built a room for him. Might be Leah's brother in the Bible, remember? Where's he at? I see it. Anyway. I'm a drummer, so I can pick you on you, okay? You did a good job when they didn't turn you down. All these beautiful singers up here singing and Worshiping the Lord. And he said, he said, when people look in here and they see all these, and man, they all dressed up. And some of these girls after the Sunday school come up and they were sharing their socks with me. One of them's got bananas. Reminds me of a children's song. You ever heard that song, He's a Peach of a Savior? He's a peach of a savior. He's the apple of my eye. I go stomping through the vineyards where the grapes are growing high. He's plum wonderful, and that's the reason why I just go bananas for my Lord. <clears throat> Matches up with her socks. She's bananas for the Lord. That's why she wore banana socks at church. So that God could peel off the labor label, you know, the layers. And y'all, y'all ain't with it, are you? Another little girl, her socks were mismatched. And all, the, all of them come to church, and they're, they're, they're wearing their nice clothes, wearing their fancy socks. And people looking at us, and they say, man, that person's got it all. They ain't never been through nothing. They, they look at us. They do. They come to church. And the reason I don't have my jacket on is because I ripped it when I fell off your, I guess your step back there. I don't know. So I just took it off, and I didn't you know, but people think, look, look at Brother Coffee. He's got his orange tie on. His. We look like we've got it together now. But if you had seen us before we knew the Lord, before God washed us up and cleaned us up and straightened us up and pulled us out, 
You see, you might look up on this stage and you think all oh, them people got it all together. But friend, what you don't realize is we started right where you're starting right now. We started at the dung gate. We started someplace when everything wasn't pretty and everything wasn't together. Hey, are you going through something right now? You better learn to worship God right where you're at. Because friend, you may not get to where you want to be if you don't worship God right where you're at. Whew. I don't remember. I don't remember the king's name. There was a famine in the land, the Old Testament. Famine in the land. And the people were, were, they were talking about eating their babies. They were talking about eating their babies. And they were talking about eating mules' heads and donkey heads and eating all this strange stuff. And, and the Bible said that the people looked one day and they saw the king. He was up there walking along the wall. And he had his priestly robe on. And the people made a comment. They said, look, he's not even touched or affected. And the scripture said that the king pulled back his robe. And when he pulled back his robe, the king had ash cloth. In other words, just because everybody thought he was doing well. You are allowing the devil to lie to you. That you're the only one. Nobody's been through it. Nobody's ever, hey friend, there is nothing new under the sun that even our Lord and Savior when he walked the earth that he wasn't tempted and tried in such ways as we are. I want you to understand, you're not the only one, but you've got to decide right now, will you stand up where you're at? Will you lift your hands? Will you praise? Will you worship? Huh? It ain't no different. We're all going through the same thing, living the same life. You may be seated. Thank you. Let me, let me throw this in. Because it's Thanksgiving time. And you know this. You, your pastor, he, this is a, your pastor is, a, is a fantastic preacher. Come preach for me last year and did just a fantastic job. And I'm going to tell you what. You have the sweetest pastor's wife. I mean, friend, I put her up there with Betty McCool and some of the high notes. I'm telling you, she's, she's top notch. I'll tell you how good they are. They're taking me to the best Mexican restaurant in the world today. That's what he said. When I get done, it might be steak and shake. But anyway, I don't know. But friend, business Thanksgiving time, do you know, and your pastor, I'm sure, has dealt with this. There's a difference between praise and worship. It's Thanksgiving time. We're giving God praise. We're giving God thanksgiving for what he's done. But worship has nothing to do with circumstances. Worship has nothing to do with what you have or what you don't have. Doesn't matter how much money, how good a tithe pair. None of that affects worship. Because worship is when you realize that you're worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on. You're worshiping the only God that is, it was, or will ever be. When you realize that, you can stand in the dung gate. You can stand in your despondency. You can stand in your misery. It don't matter if I'm blessed. It don't matter if I got good clothes. It don't matter if I got a job. What matters when I worship is I know who I worship. I know that he holds tomorrow. I know that that he's able. I know that he can. And I know that he will. 
you, you may not praise him for your mess. I'll never, I'll never forget. We were preaching years ago. We were evangelizing. We was down in Louisiana. We was having this revival at this church. I don't remember what the church was. And this guy shows up for church one night. And back then, I'm old, I'm old, but back then they still had testimony service. Y'all, y'all remember that? Some churches had testimony service and some churches had money services. A testimony is when you've been through a test and you've got victory. A money is when you're just complaining about what's going on in your life. Well, this guy stood up during testimony service and he said, I just want to thank the Lord. I lost my job today. I, I, my face sometimes speaks <laughs> when my mouth don't. And, and sometimes you need to freeze your facial expression. Like, that way they don't see that you're like. Now in my mind, I'm thinking, who is this idiot? Thank God I lost my job. Tip my hat to you, buddy. I'm, you're a better man than I am. Because if I come to church during revival and I lost my job, I'd be lazy my hand during prayer request. Because <laughs> my wife's going to kill me if I don't find another job quick. You understand? Well, I thought, wow, that's, that's, that's something. Y'all thank God I lost my job. I thought, who does it? A couple of nights later in the revival, testimony time, this cat stands up again. I thought, now he's going to testify his dog's died, his cat ran away or something. I thought, what's next? Pray for my wife. She left me today or something, you know. He stands up. He said, I just want to thank the Lord. God come knock on the door this morning and offer me a job. I'm just going to tell you all, that's not how my life has worked. If I lost a job, I had to beg somebody to hire me. I mean, I'd be looking everywhere. They've never come knocking. Maybe it's my skill level, but they never come knocking on my door to find me. I've always pursued them. This guy just intrigued me. I thought, he, he may have something going here. He, he, may, he may have a better conception of what we should be doing than I do. Be, because in all things, Paul said, give thanks. And, and Brother Purdue, maybe that's why they've never knocked on my door. I've never stood up and thanked God for what they took from me. We were preaching in Mississippi. Mississippi. Guy's name was Brother Mark. He's in a wheelchair. From the chest down, he has no, he can't, he can't move. He can't, I, could Sister Coffee, could he move his arms? Could he use his, he use his arms, that's all. But from his chest down, he's been married six months, newlyweds. He was backslid and had a wreck on a motorcycle and was left in that state. I was at Jesse Contreras Church, is where he was attending then. And one night during service, I'm, this, this guy just affected me. Because during service one night, man, they was running like some of these girls were this morning. And I watched this guy. A guy got him behind him and was running around the church pushing him in that wheelchair. And, and, I, and I, I stood there for a minute like, is there again my face is like, I thought, wow. Then I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, you going to let a cripple that worship you? You know what I did? I took a couple of laps. I didn't feel it, but I wasn't going to let a cripple out worship me when I still had my legs. But 
But Brother Mark's story don't end. So after church, so after church, I, I make it a point. I've got to get to Brother Mark. I've got to go talk to this guy. And I went on to Brother Mark in his wheelchair. And I said, man, I said, uh, I, was, I was most impressed tonight. I said, he, he said, he said, well, Brother Coffey, he started telling me a story. He was married six months, had this wreck. I got paralyzed. And then he said this. He said, I thank the Lord that I had that wreck. This guy's thanking God that he had a wreck that left him paralyzed. He said, he, he said I was backslidden. He said, and through that wreck, I found my way back to God. I've got my legs. I've got all my movements. And sometimes, Brother Purdue, I can't even give God praise because I'm too wrapped up in my little self-oriented world. And here's a guy that can't get out of the chair, can't walk. His wife of six months stayed with him. They stayed married. She stayed with her husband. And, 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 and if, anybody, if anybody in that church had a right to complain and, 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 and talk about things being bad, it was probably him. But instead, he said, you know what? He said, every now and then I get to feeling it. And I turned to my buddy and I said, we're going to have to take a lap. And he said, he pushes me around the church and I get my glory run in. You know why? Because sometimes you've got to quit looking at your circumstance and sometimes you've got to realize I'm not worshiping God because of the year of my car I'm not worshiping God because of the numbers on my W2 I'm worshiping God because he's God and he never changes and he never fails and he never comes up short I gotta worship God at the dung gate Thanksgiving. All your family's not talking. Some of them won't come to your house thirsty because they're mad at you. But can I tell you what? That has nothing to do with your worship because God is still God and God don't never change. And I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to lift my heart and I'm going to lift my voice and I'm going to worship Him because God hath been good to me. Oh, Brother Purdue, give me my confirmation. I felt like if you're looking for one, he started talking about blind Barnabas. Blind Barnabas worshipped the Lord before he got his sight. Hello? Blind Barnabas, Jesus. He was lifting up Jesus, thou son of David. He was, he was magnifying the Lord. He didn't know if he was going to get healed or not. He didn't know that Jesus was going to stop and call him up there. He didn't know anything. He just said, Lord, I want to give you some praise. I want to identify with who you are. I want to magnify you. Friend, can I tell you, if you want God to do a miracle for you today, you ought to start praising him before it ever happens. You want God to give you a better job, you ought to start worshiping before. I'm telling somebody, God wants to do something for you, but you've got to start worshiping God right where. Woo! 
I'm going to start right here. I'm going to give God my praise. here in the middle of my dung gate. Right here in the middle of my despoho. Hallelujah. Yes. Can somebody just give Jesus a little more praise? He's here. I, I, I feel the Lord trying to move for us right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to go a little farther. Can I go a little farther? You, you can stay and be seated. It don't matter. You ain't going to scare me either way. Well, maybe not. Of course, I, that's all right. I ain't, I ain't Come on, that's it. Been, it's been 15 years ago, 15 years ago, my wife and my daughter and I left our house to go to Walmart to pick up some dog food. Got to Walmart, we're in there looking around and my cell phone rang. It was my neighbor. She said, Robert, she said, you need to get home right now. I said, what's going on, Betty? She said, your house is on fire. My wife said, what, what's wrong? I said, we got to go home right now. She said, what's wrong? I said, our house is on fire. You've never seen a Buick LeSabre. Pretend to be a police car, the Duke's a hazard. I don't know how many red lights I, I ran. I mean, I stopped and looked, but I ran. I, I turned my flashers on. That cop would have had to chase me to my house. Pulled in, we couldn't get up our block. Fire trucks in front of the house. Now, if you're if, if you're not a pet owner, just just ignore this next bit. We had two little wiener dogs in that house, and they both perished in the fire from smoke inhalation. Thank you, but we've got another one to replace it. Just just like Oscar Meyer, we just went and got another hot dog. We cried, we, we wept, we hated that, lost our home, lost all of our stuff. Boy, you know, Brother Purdue, I, I just, God, we, we evangelized five years full-time, sold everything, followed you, lived by faith by you, and why would, why would you let our house, you know, why would you burn? Why? Rebuilt the house, things are going well. That six, seven years ago, was Bethany 19? My daughter was 19 years old. 
went to a regular doctor's exam. And uh, our family doctor, she, she'd been feeling a lump in her throat, and her mom has some thyroid problems, so we thought, well, you probably inherited that. So we won't mention that to the doctor. You feel a lump in your throat, and it's your thyroid, and he can check it, and maybe he'll give you something to help your thyroid, and you'll be all right. And she goes, and the doctor does an exam, and he said, you need to go downstairs right now for an MRI. He said, something's not right. From a Monday to a Friday. Friday, we were in Ashland, Kentucky, 30 minutes from our home, having a biopsy done. Doctor walks out of that operating room while she's still in recovery. And he sat down with me, my wife, my future son-in-law, my mother and father-in-law. And he said, folks, he said, they'll, pathology will confirm this. He said, but I've seen it too much not to know. He said, your daughter has cancer. This is exactly the sound that was in that room for a moment. Because we all know How can a 19-year, I know there's babies that get it, but in my world, you know, 19. People, some begin to cry, some walked off down the hallways and corridors, and that doctor sit there, and he kind of had tears. He has a 19-year-old daughter at home, he told us, and he said, I, he sat there as long as we wanted to talk and any questions, and how can, God, why, why would you do this to us? Brother Purdue, I, God, you know what we've done for you? You know what we've given up for you? And, and this, this is how you repay us? Went into the oncologist, oncologist running some more tests and he looked at us, he said, well, he said, um, we got to do a bone marrow test. You don't know anything about bone marrow. Bone marrow test, the younger you are, the tougher it is. For us, for us old folks, it's a little easier because our bones are not near as stern or strong, less brittle. She had to endure that when they took that biopsy, that, that bone marrow biopsy. One tear streamed down her cheek. I never saw that kid lose it. I never saw her complain. Matter of fact, one day she looked at her mother and I, and she said, well, Dad, she said, if anybody had to get cancer, I'm glad it was me. You know, my first, my first indignation was to slap her. You brought you in, I'll take you out. <laughs> what are you talking about? She said, because, Dad, at least I'm ready to go. Proud dad moment. <laughs> We've done something. How, how do you do that? Because, and she's today recovered, got a three-year-old daughter, got another one coming in April, cancer-free, doing well. Just, I just don't want to leave you on that bad note there, you know. She's doing well. Matter of fact, matter of fact she was here several years ago and sang on your platform with the IBC Corral cancer survivor and you know God we, we but I, that's how I feel God we've done all these stuff all this we've given up for you and Peter one time that Jesus was talking to some folks and telling them that they were going to get rewards and find the apostles stuff they say hey hey Lord we give up everything 
Are we going to get anything to And said, Peter, you'll get your reward in heaven also. You know, God, we've done, why? How can my, my, my daughter, she, I think all but maybe one or two services, she sang and played on the keyboard with our praise team during her cancer treatments. She never missed a beat. She was faithful to God. It opened all kinds of doors and all kinds of witnessing opportunities and people that we, it was, it, it was, it was almost miraculous the way that God unfolded the whole thing and how that God moved. But you know what? Do you know how hard it is to worship God when you've lost your house or when you've lost a, a loved one to, to cancer? They've been diagnosed with cancer and you got to come to church and you got to put on your little pretty happy face. You don't have to put on your little happy face. What you do have to do is come and be genuine in your worship. I'm just sharing some testimonies because friend, I want you to understand that when you see somebody you don't know like I know. Now, now, our circumstances are all different. You've not been through the same thing I've been through, and you've been through something else, but I'm here to tell somebody that it's all really the same. God's still faithful. God's still true. Boy, I, I would really like to worship God at the fish gate, the old gate, the spring gate, the fountain gate, the water gate, amen. Well, I'd really like to worship God at the horse gate. I, I don't know any place else, but 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 Nehemiah said we're going to start we're going to start right here at the dung gate. This is where, and and they they had two bands, and the two bands went around the city in different directions, dedicating that that city back to the Lord. But but they both started here. Every race has a, has a beginning. Every, every journey, every testimony has a, has a beginning. You and I just have to decide how we're going to handle. I, I'm not, now, now folks, and, and Brother Bert Perdue, you know, he, 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 is a, he is a true marriage supporter. Because he'll get you in trouble with your spouse quicker. After the Sunday school lesson, he goes back to my wife. Say, boy, he really thought you under the bus, didn't he? So here's you a little more ammunition. During my daughter's sickness, my daughter didn't have breakdowns, but my wife had several. She'd go in the bedroom and you, you, you mamas know what I'm talking about. And she's in her, she's, and, and you know, I, I'm just going to be honest. I know, I know people, some preachers preach, said you're not supposed to question God. Well, he's not here today. I'm here. And there's a lot of days I question God. God, why? Now, I'm like Job. He don't answer my questions, and he asks me questions I can't answer either. Sometimes you just got to talk to God. Sometimes I, can't we call it prayer, but can I, can I, can I rename it for a moment? Sometimes you just got to vent. We were, we were preaching in Louisiana years ago, and we were preaching a little old church in Sicily Island, Louisiana. Probably don't even know where that's at. It don't matter. There's nothing there. 
we preached this little church, and we was, this, we was having a week-long revival. We've been having two or three nights of revival, and this, this guy showed up to visit. They had testimony services. I'm telling testimony services. I know why they're gone now. This guy stands up, starts testifying. Well, just, just 10, 5, 10 miles down the road is Manifest, Louisiana, and that's where the great David Poole pastors. Well, there, David Poole was having revival, too. He had a different evangelist. They down there getting people filled with the Holy Ghost, getting people baptized, and I can't get people to come to the altar. This cat stands up, talks, testifies about all the good stuff happening down the road. While he's testifying, I'm praying God to take his voice. God, just mute him. God, just let him swallow his tongue right now. Just do something. Shut him up. Shut him up. Shut. Well, God didn't. He sits down next day. I'm, getting, I, I'm coming to church, going to pray and get ready for revival that night. I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I come laid my stuff down and start pacing across that church. God, would you, if, you can, if you can pour revival out just that far away, surely a few mercy drops can land over here. God, bring some. I, I'm mad because I, I, I thought that makes me look bad. That event is doing good and I'm doing bad. I didn't think about the ground. You got that, but... I'm, I'm, I'm pantsing back and forth doing my little pity party. And, and Brother Purdue, I felt like the Lord spoke to my spirit, spoke to my mind. And the, here's what the Lord told me that day. He said, when you'll stop complaining and start praising, I'll give you something. There wasn't nobody there but me and him. And I kind of stopped, and I thought, well. <laughs> so I, I, I said, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you, you immediately go into repentance. I'm sorry, God. I'm so stupid. Oh, wretched man am I. Who is after mindful of man? But I thought, it isn't fair. You know, how many times we get wrapped up? I, I know that seems like I've, I'm carrying that theme through all the way today, but sometimes we just get wrapped up. And we got to realize that when we... When we forget about what's around us, some, you, sometimes you remember Jesus. Jesus is on his way to heal Jairus's daughter. Jairus's daughter is sick and about to die, and Jairus comes and gets Jesus. This is in Mark. And as he's about to come to Jairus's house, this woman that's got an issue of blood crawls, presses, how she got there, comes to the crowd, touches the hem of his garment, and, and Jesus stops. You ever thought about poor Jarius? You ever thought about, he's saying, don't worry about Jesus. Nobody touch you. Let's just go on. My daughter's dying. Because Jarius really is interested in his daughter. This woman is actually an interruption. Think, think about it, folks. He, this is Brother Coffee. He really don't care about that woman. Get out of the way. Let's just get to my daughter. I want my daughter healed. Jesus stopped. Says somebody touch me. The disciples say everybody's touched me. He said, no. I felt virtue go out. The woman comes. Jesus talks to her. And immediately following that altercation between Jesus and the woman in this, somebody walks up and says, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter has died. My daughter died because this woman delayed Jesus. 
But Jesus immediately turns to him and says, "If be not afraid. Only believe. Only believe. You know how much faith it takes to hear that this person has passed? But Jesus says, hey, don't let the news, don't let the circumstance, don't let what you see, don't let what you hear. Friend, how many times uh, do we let what we see, what we hear, what we feel when we come to church? Uh, friend, we can't allow that to stop our worship because I may be at the dung gate, uh, but this is where I need to worship and praise God. Stand with me today. I, I, I today, I'm, I'm, I hope, I hope, I know, I know, um, Brother Ron, it's good to see you today, good to have you today, and a long time, and, and uh, if you had known me years ago, you would probably got a much hyper, radical, stupid preacher. Today, I don't know if I've held my feet still. I should have watched that, Brother Purdue. You're probably going to make fun of me again. But I can tell you this much, folks. I've learned some things. Sometimes the race is not to the swift. Sometimes the anointing isn't always there when you talk fast. Sometimes we confuse anointing and excitement. I've also learned this. I feel like that today I try not to preach people to their feet as much as I try to preach you something you can take home with you. I want to be like Olive Garden when they have that buy one, get one, take home deal. I want you to get something while you're here. But I want you to get a nugget that you can take out the door with you. Because if I preach you to running right now, that's all you're going to get is a good exercise while you're here. And come tomorrow, you're going to face demons and devils and situations. But if I can put something in your spirit that you can use tomorrow, and you can use Tuesday, no service Wednesday, you got to make it to next Sunday. Friend, I'm just, I'm just trying to preach to somebody that you need to understand that you can't wait. I, I, don't you despise them people say, well, I'll come to church. I'll come and get in church when I get my life together. If you could get your life together, you wouldn't need God. You know what they're telling you? I'm not coming. Got a guy at home. His wife comes to my church faithful. He comes occasionally. If you ask him something, he's got this answer. It took me a long time to understand. A definite maybe. Will you do this? Well, I'll give you a definite maybe. You know what a definite maybe is? It's a polite no. He's <laughs> just saying no. I want to serve God with all I got, don't you? I don't want to put anybody on the spot. I've watched you worship. I've watched some of you cry and run and dance. And I don't know who you are. But I do believe in my heart and soul that there's some people that's come to church this morning that between Sunday school, I, 
I, I know I've, I've brought interesting word to you today. It's very peculiar. The captivity and the dung gate. But I want you to stop and know that God knows where you're at. And that God can lay it on my heart to come and speak a word to you because God knows where you're at. So if you're here and you, 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 you just have a situation, would you just lift your hands? They're getting ready to sing. Come on, you just lift your hands and worship. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to pray for you. I just want you to lift your hands and worship the Lord. Come on, just begin to worship the Lord today. Begin where you're at. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite you, as they probably do, to come down to this altar, but you've got to start right there where you're at. Start at your dung gate. And right there at your pew, begin to worship.